Yo, yo. What up? What up? Yo. What up? What up? Hey. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Benny's crib. What up? Uh, yeah, just leave your shoes over there. It's cool. Yeah, thanks. Does that sound cool? Yo. Yo, what up? Welcome to Benny's crib. Holy shit. Folks, it's been 15 months since we've had a guest here at Benny's crib with Tristan filming or just any videographer, photographer, wizard of visual art filming. And we're back. Obviously, Benny's crib has been uh, continuing through Zoom and phone conversations and a couple select in-person but non-on-video conversations. But the point is, we're here, we're back, and we're better than ever. And I'm here with a... Uh, a guest, a vocalist, artist out here in the Portland scene. And I'm going to say their name exactly right. Renee Coolbrith. How are you? Thank you so much for having me and saying my name correctly. Hey. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful, big, full strawberry moon outside mm. in gorgeous Portland, Maine. And you made me see that moon. I'm just going to have did. you. I, I did Perfect. force you. Yeah, I forced you to. Before this interview, I was forced, coerced, thrown in a van. Consent. Consensually Everybody. thrown in a van. And then, um, not really, we just walked and then we looked at the moon and it was beautiful. So little moments in your day where you appreciate the bigger picture around you are very important. So thank you, Renee, for that. Anytime. Awesome. I'm like, am I close enough? Yes, that's perfect. Does it look like my back hurts? Yeah, I don't want, well, there's a pillow if you want to prop your back. We're, we're, we're about uh, <laughs> making sure audio thank quality you. is tip <laughs> top notch. You. Especially because I was go. filming on Zoom and shit was not tip top notch for like a year, and now we're back. But anyway, it's not about technology. It's not, it's not about living the past. Yeah, it's about living our best lives. Um, and it's about the first question that I ask everybody. Are you ready for this question? Oh, I think so. Yes. Long pause. What's your first memory of hip hop? Oh yeah, um, when we had this talk the first time. Uh, it's kind of a hip hop has always felt like a an innate part of music culture that I was born into where it was mm. in everything and around everywhere. Um, also because everything kind of goes back to black culture and black music. A thousand percent. And so much of uh, hip hop would nod to oldies, which is something that I was very into, mm. which is a lot of black music and a lot of like old classical, like mm. oldies and Motown and um samples and things that i was already familiar with um and passionate people behind it so i was and as a person that gets to kind of enjoy hip-hop and dance around the skirts of it like i've never considered myself a hip-hop artist by any means i'm just mm. i mean a musician who gets to be a part of um some creations and um appreciate the culture up close oh yeah but it's always been around i feel like it's for me you mm. know indeed um 489 yeah. Skirt. Late 80s, baby. That's a beautiful answer. So you don't even have one first memory. You just you remember it always being around in a sense. Always being around and something that I loved and was into and thought was really interesting and cool. I love that. I resonate with that heavy. Um, it's like the coolest. Hip-hop is the coolest. I would be nothing without hip-hop. Hip-hop is just a... It's like one of the coolest things ever. It's, it's, a, mo it's a universal it's beautiful. movement. And it's, it's groundbreaking. It's passionate. It's political it's it's all of the things that i was like yes mm. 
Mm, mm. <laughs> it's punk. It's, a, it's heavy. Hip hop is punk. Heavy. It's it's everything. It's it's. Mm. it's Might even it. have you turn up your level just a little bit. Too. I will. I want to. I want to have you be comfortable. With, let's let's get the vocal. There you go. I should speak louder. <laughs> Theater boys. Carry your voice. Carry me. Shout out hip hop. Thank you for letting me be here. Yeah. Uh, I'm a guest in this nice. culture, so I feel honored to be well, here. Well, can I ask you that question? Yeah. What question? The first question you ask everybody. Oh, what's my first memory of hip-hop? Yes, sir. <gasps> oh, no. Think... Am I burping? Seltzer's think... coming. Hey, if you burp, whatever. I think I have two that really stick with me. Has cause... no one ever asked you this before? I think someone did during the Ruby Yacht interview. Tristan, you've been here before. No, do you remember if anyone's ever asked me this? Tristan honestly doesn't remember. Listen, it's not just about me. It's about us. That's Benny's crib, yeah, I guess. Come on. Thanks. Um, I always feel like Kanye West's Jesus Walks music video was like the first thing I really remember. But then I'm tripping because there was this... That's why I say I have like two memories. Because then there was this other memory I had because my parents bought this Christmas CD that had like Sting, nice, like Josh Groban, a bunch of other white singer-songwriter, like kind of mainstream folk who were doing Christmas songs. It was one of those, I think, like Jimmy Iovine, like uh, Christmas albums. And then on this edition, there was a Santa Baby Hip Hop remix. Had like Whoa. Snoop, Mace, Keith Murray, Salt and Peppa, I want to say. And so, hey, this song was hard as hell. I mean, I'm pretty sure Snoop says, cookies and milk, sheets made of silk. I'm like, okay. I'm four years old and I'm processing a different world I shouldn't be. This is tremendous. And I really low-key think that's my first memory of hip-hop because like that's I was amazing. four or five when I heard that. Like awesome. Christmas energy when I was little was wild. I was already hyped up. So like hearing that song was such a different vibe. I remember I was just running around going ape shit. But then I remember like I was really passionately touched by Jesus Walks by Kanye West. Like I was like fourth grade, like walked up kind of like closer to the TV. And I was like, what is this? Like I don't get this, but I'm I'm infatuated with this. I think those are my memories if I had to pick. So that's, that's my that's my answer to my Hell question. Yeah. Thank you for delegating that towards me. I was like, what? I was like, I gotta give it back. Yeah. Like, now I'm curious. Yeah. You know? Well, I appreciate it. That's awesome. Well, Very keep... real. Thanks for keeping it real. Hey. Until that was a real answer. Always. It's nice when you're not, you know, hanging out with a vampire. Uh, it could be you know? a vampire. But I don't no. think I don't think I am. I don't believe I am, but I can't I can't disprove it. So that's why. There's like a one percent chance I could be. I'm really just stalling so I can pull up my questions that I thought I had on my phone predatedly, but I really don't know where they went. And um, here they are. Where did you grow up? Because I believe you were the youngest of eight, correct? <laughs> yes. Uh, Portland, Maine. Tremendous. Yeah, Outer Forest Ave. And like a barn house kind of vibe, right? Kind of, yeah. It was, a, there was, well, there's a, it was a farm, I think, back in the day. Farm so there house. was a, so there was a, it's like three buildings. So it was a house and then a barn. And then a garage Ooh. and a backyard that had tons of stuff, tons of flowers and berries. Was and there a basketball hoop on the garage? There was, of course. But we know, but it's funny because we had, we like switched it. There was like a basketball hoop over the garage, but there was still grass. And then we had like a paved driveway and then we moved one to being over there. Cause I was like, we can't like move the whole barn. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's funny cause the, the back headboard is still there, mm -hmm. I believe. That's but, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Also, I want to shout out Renee is... Not only looking at me when she's speaking, she's speaking at Tristan. Oh, yeah. And a lot of Sorry, times... Sorry, buddy. I no, can't help it. People don't do that in this media world. They're like, anyone behind a camera isn't a person. They're just here to Fuck create Fuck that content. shit. I'm actually here to tell everybody that you are a person. And, and I appreciate involved. you. And I'm probably thinking about your job if I'm looking at it. Mm. 
something Tristan's like film. Tristan's doing a great job too. I'm so excited to have this Tristan. This is great. Tristan's going to be on this podcast but eventually too. Magic. I'm making sure I say that out loud on this to have it on public public documented record because I told Tristan earlier I would. But this is the Renee Coolbrith questions. And look, I spelled your name wrong in my email and I'm still killing it. You're crushing it. Um, You're doing great. Thanks. Um, your pops was a boxer, correct? He was, yes. Do you have any memories of fighting or watching him fighting growing up? Watching him fighting uh, made me feel really upset. Oh, no. We I don't hate... have to talk about this. No, moment. it was like I hated seeing people hit him. Yeah, because it's your pops. But he was, yeah, I was like, oh, this is awful. I was like, this is what you do. I was like, mortified. <laughs> but I remember uh, it wasn't uh, abnormal to be like, you know, going to take a shower and like going to grab the soap and seeing like one of his gold teeth like up on like, the shelf. Because they got knocked out during it was, a, it was Or something or like, you know, years after. I mean, it's a it's a very, the thing about boxing, Um, I really, I, I really liked the training of it. I don't like violence at all. I don't like, um. You know the the whole um, animalistic part of the sport, yeah. Um, defeating somebody physically until they're unconscious. Gosh, I mean, yeah. it's pretty violent. It is very I mean, violent. It's a very violent sport. It's a very weird, normalized thing. But I also really respected the the training for it because it was very physically the craft demanding. Of it is what I really, that's focus, what I really think. And the, the discipline. Discipline, yeah. yes, absolutely. And so one of the barns had you know speed bags and two different Ooh. punching bags. And my brother Thomas was very talented. Uh, and so there was like you know there was always athletic things happening um uh amongst uh boxing but mostly that was set up for boxing and i loved it It was a very uh tranquil thing for me growing up and i was very my mental health noticed um, uh like you know immediately when it was out of out of my life Mm, mm. um but uh, interesting sport very hard to watch actually uh pete riccatelli and my father Tommy Butts have a HBO special that I think you can YouTube and look it up. Wait, really? Uh, Pete, Pete Riccatelli being Rob Riccatelli from WCYY, um, oh, previous gotcha, DJ gotcha. on the show, and a sweet friend of mine. Wait, Rob from CYY yeah. from like two like yeah the Joey Disco era of CYY like in the two yeah. I grew up on that. Yeah, Rob Riccatelli's amazing. Whoa, all around. Great I haven't person. heard his voice in so in Love so it. long, but I remember. Love him. Comforting. What was that? See, well, I'm gonna try and prove my stripes. There was a uh, Robin Ivy. Was that yes, another one? Yes, love Robin yeah. too. Don't get me started. And then obviously and Mark Curdo. Curdo, obviously groundbreaking yeah. human. Yeah, spin out and everything. And then um, there was somebody. I love else. that we're talking about this. I remember this. Show. I mean, because <laughs> hip hop, it was almost like I had memories of it, but I didn't really get into it heavily as a consumer and someone who was overwhelmed by it in a good way until like high school. I was a middle school like. Fuse and WCYY oh, was my yeah. bread and butter, and mostly because you know older people in my family. I was probably scared to like. I bet I would have liked hip hop early on from the jump, but I was kind of scared from, from, that I get in trouble from my parents, <laughs> so I couldn't yeah. listen to it and shit like that. Like most, uh, you know, awesome things when you're younger. Yeah. Like I had to hide it from my parents because it was so fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when you know it's good. <laughs> it was so awesome. I was afraid I might get it taken away. Yeah, from me. straight up. That's when you know you really want something. Is when you, it's gone. You miss it heavy. Well, regardless, back to Renee and yeah. all beautiful boxing and CYY tangents aside, what were your hobbies as a youngin? I imagine you're, uh, what you're doing is definitely impacted by your elder siblings if you're the youngest. Yeah, I mean, they they all had different types of, you know, tastes and genres, and they're all completely different people. Um, I'd say my family's really eclectic in that way. Mm. I'm really fortunate to have so many different types of characters and personalities mm. to kind of 
take from or learn from rather, you know, uh, seeing them get in trouble first for certain things yeah, yeah and yeah. such. But also being like, oh, this person's into like, you know, like The Cure and, you know, a, like more like 90s, I like love the cure. boy pop kind of stuff. And then like over here, my brother's showing me who Dream Theater is and showing me like, you know, uh, John Frusciante solo stuff. And mm -hmm. then I have, you know, another brother, you know showing me some rock band he's really into and you're getting it all yeah and 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 my sister listening to certain certain it was, it was it was everybody it was it was all over the map and my parents tasting music was like classic rock you mm. know it was like you know the uh, i guess you say like like the eagles or like yeah, uh, the hippie yacht stuff. rock yeah and like my father loved um meatloaf really bad yes. out of hell yes What's um, that? I'm, like, I'm, and my I'm mother like Cat now. Stevens, you know. Yusuf. Yes, Muhammad. Yes. Um, that's dope. T for Tillman. Great album. That's an album, yeah, right? Great Does album. that have um? The beginning made me scared because the choir that comes in at the end of uh, the opening track just make my shoulders go, really? like, go up to my ears, and I just be like, "Oh my god, that's so crazy!" Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, check it out. I forget what's on that. Is morning has broken on that? I, I don't believe, uh, maybe. I'm trying to think Hold on, actually, I don't, want, I don't want to lie here. What else is on that album, yo? Let's Do you, see. Um, why, is Wild World on that? Ooh, yes. Baby, baby. What's his biggest song? Oh, I wouldn't know, my goodness. What's um, that freaking one that's in one of those Marvel movies? It's about his son. Father and Son? Yeah, Father and Son. I used to play that on acoustic guitar. Yeah. That's a beautiful song, too. nerd. That song's... Um, many times this is the all right let's see how many i had right um father and son was on there wild world was on there but the first one i said i don't think was on there that's okay oh, i'm sorry we're two for three and even if we were oh for three i'm still smiling jack you mentioned answers to this question already renee Ooh, yes but let's just br let's just bring it back up okay i was gonna ask this question and then the um I was going to ask this one after, but you brought it up, so let's just lump them into one. Was music around during your upbringing? Sounds like it was heavenly. So much. And were you captivated early on by John Frusciante's guitar? Yes. It's uh, definitely the reason why I thought guitar was super cool. Really? And this is solo stuff, too, not even... This is like post-Red Hot Chili Peppers, like the first yeah. breakup, right? Yeah, this is uh, solo stuff, uh, Neandro Ladies, and usually just a t-shirt. My brother mm. was like, hey, check this out. And I was like, and that's like one of those things where I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, my mom can't know about this, you know. It's explicit. Track ten is your pussy's glued to a building on fire, you know. Whoa. My mother's a Jehovah's Witness at the time. I'm like, okay, I mean, she still is, but I'm like, oh no, you know, in this time and place, I was like, all right, she I'll can't be know locked about up this. if they find this shit. There's like Bad Brains covers. It's amazing. Shout that out Bad Brains, heavy. Yeah, that's it was it was amazing and. uh the guitar playing uh sometimes you'd have like a track where it sounded like it was backwards and I had a four track recorder so i was like playing recording and writing all these songs on my fender and uh it was it would like do that backwards thing over them and i would like try to like time it perfectly to like play something knowing backwards it would sound differently over the forward one because mm. four track recorders guys the 90s yeah i'm stuck in it you keep killing but it because you keep on taking answers right out of my mouth because i was going to say <laughs> you started playing guitar pretty young correct yeah four track recorder mm -hmm. boom how old were you when you caught that uh it was for my brother i was probably 11 12 Ooh, early 12, on 12, yeah musical family yeah my brother uh joe and my brother nicholas both play guitar my brother nick had a 12 string and 
he was kind of like a lord of musical information actually and film and a lot of the arts that was he the oldest um he was at one point the oldest and in the house but my brother thomas is the oldest brother but um mix one under and so me him and my brother joe would just hang out we'd watch like you know, Mark Allman videos, Dream Theater, Prashanti, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, uh, Marillion, yes. all these bands that I really absolutely love. Uh, and he showed me Beastie Boys when I was a kid. Oh, you lucky, he showed yo. me, And he showed me, like, all types of music. All, 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 yeah, my brother Nicholas was is a, it's an archive That's dope. Shout out Beastie Boys. That's, like, actually a first hip-hop memory for me, too. I think License to Ill technically might be the first hip-hop CD I ever bought, in my opinion, even though... Blues, it was in the rock section, which I don't know. If well, I... that was the thing. I, I guess it's also like I was rock music and punk and funk was always captivated me, and I was like, Yeah, that was all Rick Rubin. You know, it was all hip hop, like you know, like how can you have brass monkey in the rock section? Come on, that's a hip hop song for me. But labels are fluid, in my opinion, at the same time in music, yeah, and, and also they're, they're white men in, in the hip hop scene, so there's that's fair. You know, there's, that's fair. I think about the Def Jam thing, too, I guess, but... Anyway, more youth tangents that we don't have to get into right now. Um, We can always get into that. I'll I'll always talk about racism. (laughs) Oh, I mean, hell yeah. Anytime. Yeah, that's a a pull-up any any moment, because it's such a theme of the world we live in and dictates a lot of the rules in the country we live in. And I really meant more like my youth themes, because I want to talk about some more of uh, your youth, and especially the guitar did you teach yourself mostly how to play, even though you had some information from your older siblings? Uh, mostly, yeah. I, pr- I wish that I had had lessons, I think, in a way. Yeah. But, yeah. A lot you... of hanging alone books that were given to me. My brothers showing me some stuff, mm. some riffs. Is a 12-string guitar, like, heavily deluxe? Because usually they don't, they don't have that many strings, right? It's very wild. It's like yeah. an acoustic. It's like almost like classical acoustic, but there's... So there's 12 strings, so there's, like... It's like a, if you can imagine like a thinner string below, yeah. kind of like the minors there. That's wild. Cause yeah, what, look them up. Look like, I mean, we have the technology. We have like these six, cell phones. Five or six strings is like the usual for a guitar? Well, uh, yeah, it's six usually. Six. Or if you're a prog player, seven. Yes, right? <laughs> or eight. Is, oh, isn't, isn't yes prog? prog I love rock. yes. You mentioned yes too. Yeah, they're great. Twelve <laughs> string. Yes, yes is great. Yes is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 12-string guitar. I'm looking at 12-string guitar for all the podcast people real quick. Yeah. I'm very so quick, Education. You're going to love oh, it. Oh, I think I've seen one of these before. You have. You've probably heard them in so many songs. My brain hurts. know it. Can't process all the different sounds I hear. Breaking up. All right. We're back to the questions. Renee. And we're back. You were doing, or practicing, excuse me, guitar pretty much all throughout your teens, it sounds like, then, right? More, actually. I feel like such a poser right now with Ooh. guitar. Because I was, I feel like I was more dedicated. Really? When I was younger. Well, I'm also like so spoiled, and the Portland scene is so saturated with really brilliant genius players. Like, mm. you know, we have the Douglas Porters, and we have the Evan Haynes, mm. and the Max Caitlin's, and you know, I just, I feel like I can just go on Daryl, Daryl Collins. You know, I that amazing blues guitarist too, James. My brain. Sam James. Perhaps them. Yeah, Sam James is a legend. Yeah, blues guitarist, right? Yes. Yeah. Storyteller. Yeah. Personality. Yeah. Educator. D- yeah. Maybe future Benny's crib guest. We'll see. 
Uh, honestly, yeah, I would love to see uh, his input on a on a setting like Which this. My, I believe he's been teaching the homie Rap Ferreira, aka Rory, guitar lessons too. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. He teaches I, everywhere he goes. I got a point everywhere. I could be Lord wrong. I could be wrong. NSA status. <laughs> but long story short, there's a lot of talent on the strings out here. Is what you're there's saying. so much talent on the strings out here. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. Well, let's correlate that then another transition because we were talking about local scenes and live music being on stage is an important thing that we, uh, I was getting tripped out by the GoPro camera and then Tristan was tripping me out too with the beautiful <laughs> moments. There's so much going on, so much stimulation. We're back at Benny's crib and I'm fully overstimulated. It is a full moon, everybody. And it's a strawberry shortcake here we are. moon. Strawberry shortcake moon, here I am. Here I am. Bippity boppity. Hey. hey. What up, bitch? It's me, the Strawberry Moon, making sure you're having a good night. Regardless, live music is integral to the Portland scene. Obviously, if you're going to be doing live music, you're probably on stage, but you weren't on stage too much as a youth, and you started to get more um, developed as a live performer in, what, your early 20s? Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Um, I've had stage fright my entire life, mm. and I played music uh, super young, but all my friends, like they'd kind of know about it, but if I played in front of them, it was always this weird thing. Some close friends especially specifically from a certain era of my life will be like, yeah, Renee wouldn't play music in front of me unless it was like the lights were out and we weren't allowed to look at her in the dark because I could feel their energy. They had to turn. And I was very specific. You had to turn them around in the corner. Like, I'd the... be like, hold on, turn around. Oh, spoiler this is, alert. This is, uh, this is Fiona Apple's that, paper that's bag. That's like the end of Blair Witch Project. You ever or, seen that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then when they, Forever they, ago. They my go goodness, on, the references. They go in the basement and the... <laughs> They turn the kids around and shit. I don't know why I'm thinking about that, but shout out Fiona Apple. Um, oh, yeah. Everything. Fiona Apple. What if... Also, side note, you said that you like Sting, right? Look Actually, up yeah, Elliot like... Sumner. Is that um, Joe Sumner's? No, Elliot Sumner is Sting's daughter. Oh, I was thinking of Fiction Plane. Oh, no. You Wait, heard of what? Fiction Plane? That's Sting's son's band. What? No, I have yeah. not. You never heard Two Sisters on... Speaking of CYY... What? Are we I'm getting on some shit right now? Two Sisters... Holy shit! Are we about to? Are we exchanging stings? Sting details. Stings children. Sting details. Bands right now, like playing cards, because I'm into it. I want a sting playing card. Someone Uh, give me a sting poster of him. I bet it'd be gold. Coming out of an explosion, I'll put it up at the crib. I haven't heard of Sting's daughter. No, she's a talented Um, musician. Is this what we're saying? Yep. Sending it to you right now. Twenty-two minutes. I know we're 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 here right now. Doing some live stuff. I'm just being myself. Sting. And I'm not going to stop. Sting. Sting. I think he said, I'm an illegal alien. I'm an Englishman in New York. I mean, Sting just is an international man. And then he said, on another song, we're starting up a brand new day. That's also pretty powerful. Back to Renee. Hey, what's <laughs> um, up? Is there any certain reason you got on stage? Is that something you feel comfortable talking about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I always wanted to. It was something I always, like, kind of, you know, dilly-dallied with. But when I had a friend that had a beautiful voice and a beautiful uh, presence, and we were in a band briefly. It was, like, I think we had one practice. Like a teenage band? Or like, yeah, a, or... like, I was, I mean, I don't know how old I was, maybe 19. A youth so. band. Yeah, but she was a beautiful person, Alicia Makepeace, and she had a beautiful singing voice, and we'd hang out and... She was really uh, a, uh, an angel to me um, as a person, and she had uh, she had stage fright, and we both had stage fright, and we'd talk about it. Mm. But she 
would sing and sometimes like she'd do karaoke and I'd like pull pull up a chair to her and make her like do it and she was gorgeous and um when she passed I had this weird or not weird I had this realization that um stage fright is such a silly thing because mm. I mean psychology wise the way people are perceiving you it has nothing to do with you you can it's a bowling ball you only control it as much as you're throwing it mm. um but the fact that she didn't get the chance to like have like you know to be on stages and to be in front of people um dying at such a young age i was like this is stage right so silly what a yeah. silly thing to think about like what a silly fear Out of all the fears in the world that we can have um and it kind of drove me to do it. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to like go in town and, and do and sing this song that makes me sad and like feel better when I sing it. And I started getting hired for shows and it was ridiculous to me. I was like, are you serious? That's so cool. I had so many friends that were like, I didn't know that you played music. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it was one of those things like if, if you, if you lose somebody that you love, that you're close with or, you know, someone that you miss or it, it tugs at your heart. Like if you take a part of them that is that, that beautiful part that you would, you know, you inspire to be better at, you know, mm. you know, the part of them that you were starstruck by, mm. if you can apply that to your life every day, you're keeping them alive and you're also bettering yourself in a way that like, you know, does them justice. Keeps them I going. Guess. That's very beautiful. It's something that's very powerful to me. It's very helpful with grief. That's um, what helps me grieve immensely too, not to override your yeah, story at all. No, but my it, nana was I, a huge. I never feel one up ever. Good. That's something good. you'll you'll learn about me. I don't give Same. a fuck. Well, that's how you keep. That's how you create a good conversation, in my opinion. <laughs> it's, right? it's, it's leave the egos for the stage. I don't need no. Yeah, that's that's a good quote. Anyway, my nana liked birds, and she was a big what nature kind? lady. All of them, you know, like the little birds. Did she have a favorite? Like, Bluebird, maybe. I was going to say blue jays are some of really? my favorites. Indigo bunting's my favorite bird, which is another bluebird. Um, I also. Have really... you ever talked to Sarah Violet about birds? Come on. Sarah yeah. Violet and I have had a lot of in person <laughs> talks, a lot of DMs. I'm just going to shout out really quick. Yeah. Sarah Violet said to me once, I was in her car, and she goes, Hey, uh, interrupt something that we're talking about driving, mind you. And he goes, Pass me the binocs. And I just had a moment where I was like, Okay. The you just you just said binocs That's and I knew what you were move. talking about. I was like, you son of Oh yo Sarah, I got my binocs and we still haven't binocs. gotten bird watching, so we gotta do that. She'll teach you. That's what I was gonna say. Um but yeah, so whenever I see birds, I just think of my nana. Like I think that's my nana's consciousness looking at me. Because I'll see a, a lot of birds, just one of them. Like I'll literally be like walking into the gym or like I'll look out the window and there's a bird just staring at me. I'm like, what the fuck's this bird issue? Why are you staring at me? I'm like, my Nana's just checking in on me. It's my Nana's energy just peeping into my life. I'm like, and I'll wink at her, be like, what's up, Nana? And then the bird flies away. Yo, Tristan, is there a quote still on that whiteboard by Sarah Violet? I'm, I'm, I bet it's brilliant. Did, did I erase it? Is a beautiful house swallow. Yeah, okay. So my, I, I'm going to try and say it, but I think my, my, my friend, Sarah Violet, said about my Nana in a quote that I wrote down on a whiteboard reason I'm saying it because it's full circle now to this Renee piece of conversation. What, your Nana is a beautiful house swallow or something like that, b- bathing in the light of your your goodness? Is that kind of what it is? That's Tristan's exactly giving me the thumbs up. Sarah exactly Sa- what it is. She loves you. She loves you. Look at the, come on. So Sarah told me that, so I wrote it down. So and then it goes full circle to the bird thing we were talking about, Sarah's which goes great. full circle to the thing Sweet about baby. seeing death as a thing that you can almost take a piece from and 
bring into life. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's because uh, I mean, recently I had a I had, I mean, the whole community lost some some stars of the music scene, um, mm. and I and I realized like during you know after COVID, having so much time alone, you kind of see things a little bit more clear. There's less smog in your thoughts. Interesting. And the way that I saw my friend's deaths uh, this time around during COVID was it was kind of like a circuit. Or a neighborhood of electricity kind of just going out where like all those inside jokes all those memories all those pictures all of those experiences that you had with them all those feelings that you have attached to them kind of just get dimmed and you're the only one that knows about this little neighborhood that lost power that's wild. you know what i mean and uh power goes out yeah <laughs> it's like one of those simpsons episodes where the power plant breaks and the whole city loses power yeah. But just in one neighborhood. I'm getting a little no, sad. No, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no, get No, but it's a beautiful sad. sadness. I like to as I say, I got to experience all crayons in the box. Yeah, no, but and also when electricity goes out in the street, oh, it feels great because I, I can like hear electricity. But mm. um, with those friends specifically, they had such beautiful qualities. Mm. And it's something I think about daily. Like they're, they're very fresh. Yeah. I don't remember how we started on that. No, I, I was, I was assuming it had to have been that. Yeah, how you got on stage and what motivated you. And that's a very beautiful oh, and a yeah, poetic answer. I mean, death is beginning, and beginning is death. A thousand you know, percent. To, to renew yourself is a painful process, and a lot of people that want out of life um, just really want out of the life that they're in, and the suffering doesn't feel any different, so that's why it's confusing. And I think mental illness is very important to talk about, and I'll stop talking percent. about addiction and mental illness when it stops robbing us of our loved ones. Yeah. I promise. These are themes that we cannot run from <laughs> because they're already chasing us, in a sense. You just got to remember to... Never feel like you can't talk about something. That's what I always tell myself. If you if you have a mental illness, are you are you comfortable sharing yours? Yeah, yeah, I know. I have, I have anxiety and depression heavily, um, and then like like both of those two, and then I think I just have a lot of like sub ones that derive like imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, I, I I have some of that. I have body dysmorphic disorder. I probably actually have some body dysmorphic. Yeah. I grew up pretty um overweight, so like I I still have like I think a lot of my cognition is like based on self-conscious uh yeah a lot of my self-image is based on like self-conscious overweight kid comparing himself to like kids i wanted to be like in a sense and that's like a thing i had to like heal We're taught to compare ourselves yeah. it's an early control tactic um yeah oh, wow that's a good point yeah, 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 yeah and i and i have anorexia but it was never it was never a vanity thing or like a oh i want to be like this thing because i was like oh, i usually don't think i'm beautiful no matter what mm. uh but mm. it was like a sorrow thing because i have complex post-traumatic stress disorder um so I, it's, so those are things that kind of are the umbrella to all those things that I, that I see that you have yeah. and uh, see you as a person and respect you for it. And thanks for being honest about them because oh, oh, they're cool. Thank you. I appreciate it's, it. It's, it's cool to conquer it because they're, I'm, 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 I'm not saying it's cool to suffer with these things. Oh, I'm saying it's cool. Have, it's cool to be honest about it and it's cool to break the stigmas in regulating something that we all fucking know we is happening. <laughs> if you're paying attention, you probably experience a lot of fucking sadness and a lot of joy and beauty and all, and all mm-hmm. the things, you know, mm-hmm. empathetic people suffer the most, but thank you for your big hearts. Need you for it. And always uh, remember people do care about you. If you are lonely, it doesn't mean you're alone. There are forces of life that are with you. And, uh, when I talked to a therapist, when I was going through a lot of stuff, I wasn't even going through a really rough moment. I just wanted to make a decent moment in my life a lot better, understand how my mind and my cognition worked. And that helped me. Everyone is different. Different demographics in America have had 
trouble with medical and psychiatry fields, so I definitely get it if everyone's a little um, hesitant. But overall, I just think anything that betters your mental health is something you should work towards, and that's just my two cents. And respect anyone going through it, and respect to you uh, bringing these themes up because they're important for I us have to talk to. about. I will never stop. It's a Neither. problem. And I got another segue. Family or, you know, media and, and whatnot. I, I feel like it was a very personal relationship is how it grew mm. and very like kind of isolated place. Um, so the, the connectedness of it is, is those people, is people that feel like that, is people that, you know, they go to shows and they're like, yeah, ugh, like my soul gets fed or, oh, I miss being on stage or oh, I wonder how like, you know, the sound person's doing this or, you know, the mm. music heads that mm. like, you know, I, nothing, uh, I, uh, there's like nothing that I love more than connecting people or getting people to dust off their instruments and remember who the fuck mm. they are. Because musicians that. so often in today's society, they have to like, you know, cater to the money gods, the time gods. Playlist the, placements. The, you know, the hot topic, you know, gods and all that. Um, and uh, not trip pants related. I'm talking like, you know. Trending, trending things topics. Things that are trending. I was thinking small stores myself, so I'm glad you clarified <laughs> that that statement. Those weird aisles that we travel. Hey, we all have weird aisles. These aisles. Stay tuned to hear more about These Aisles, <laughs> the latest single by Renee Coolbrith. And I keep looking at my fucking It's Welsh. It's weird. Doesn't pronounce sense. your name. And it says Coolbrith. And I'm like, you fucked up the name, Jack, so you can't say I it. I know. It's okay. No, Pobody's very You done good. I'm trying. Um, Don't mind this. Shh, I'm about to do. You can probably edit uh, that out, right? This podcast is sponsored by Ting Soda, now available at Yardy Ting. This podcast is actually sponsored by Yardy Ting. Please go give them money. It's an amazing food institution in the public market house. Thank you. You've been a part I of said a few. Thank you for no reason. No. I you're, just wanted to. You're welcome. It's <laughs> like it was a good cap, like <laughs> the voice, the cloud. Thank you. Thank you. It was the strawberry moon. It was me. You've been a part of a few different um, outfits and groups, though, as well, not just as, as an individual. Oh, yes. Do you want to speak and educate the people on any of those? <sighs> of people I've uh, written music with or, or just, just collaborated like, with? Um, co- collaborative groups you might have been a part of. Uh, well, what have you heard me in? Um, I'm not gonna lie. There was a lot, yeah. so I st- I didn't write many of them down. If actually, but like, any if you could them. think of a oh, the first time I really heard you to be straight was like you and Sarah Violet as a duo. That was like the first thing I heard you as, and then um, you also, of course, are in some other collaborative efforts. I just can't think of any because they weren't hip hop based for the most part. I believe or I could be tripping. But yeah, I mean, I I'm in an indie rock band. Pretty sad. My solo stuff. Pretty um, sad is the group. Uh, I've done stuff as the sorry. No uh, sweat. Shanghai, who is uh, now Matt. Gerard. Yeah, yeah you know Matt Gerard, yeah. right? Shout uh, out Matt. Oh. Sweetie. I love Matt. You know what a sweetheart. A sweetheart, uh, multi-talented person. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, Great him, him and Ben, Ben's been dead. Yeah. What a, what a fucking, like, that generation of people from around here doing that stuff is like. It's fucking wild. It's pretty incredible. They're crushing it. Um, but yeah, um, people I've worked with, uh, like, uh, Shane, um, Sarah, us, uh, suppose. I mean, I, I I wonder what you would, what you guys would want to know about. Uh, oh, the Odd Couple, love them. I did I did a couple tracks with them. Mm. Um, and uh, I Nine, we have a track coming out soon. Yeah, New Hampshire hip hop artist. Yes. You ever worked with New Fame? 
Uh, I love new fame. Yeah. Love new fame. Uh, new fame can do no wrong by me. I love that. They have one of my favorite podcasts. We might have to get new fame on the 100th episode. Yeah, you should. I got some plans for the 100th episode. Can I vote episode. yes on that? Yeah. Because, yeah, they, They're cool. We've had, we've had some fun. And shout out um, the two of them for always repping the rhyme beat uh, hoodie. They caught one, and I always see them. They're always tagging me in it. I know y'all going to take that on tour most likely, so that's Do just they crush beautiful. It. They new just fame crush crushes, it. crushes everything. What is it? Shows, really service, self-development. Is that what they say? I appreciate them. Um, sweet. And their freestyle stuff before their sets. Yeah. I love them. I, I actually hopped They're on. They're authentic the, uh, as fuck, and I'll, I'll never forget that about them. What is it? They had a... Um, What's that? What's that freestyle series they do? They had me on it. I was like, I got almost. I'm sure, they have so many. They're just like constant, creative, like beautiful people. I almost and they got too high. So hard. Yeah. They hustle so. They hard. hustle maybe harder than most people I know. They're always working. They're always doing shit. I'm slipping. Where was my question? There it is. Well. I'm just oh. smoking weed. That's okay. Allegedly. Earth, air, organic. If there's anything, um. You want to say about your collaborative efforts? Oh time, my goodness! But if not, I've, I have some more. Everybody uh, I've ever worked with is more talented than I'll ever be. I'm. I, if if you've ever worked with me, thank you. Uh, you're incredible. Damn. Um, so. From the from instrumentalists, you know, audio engineers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lyricists, singer songwriters. I've been more than blessed. The people mm. that I've worked with, it's actually pretty insane. <laughs> yeah, because I was because segue because I was gonna say although you've been in. More maybe like the soul and rock realms, I guess, in a sense. Um, I, it's hard for me to put labels on genres and shit, but anyway. You've also have been on stage, as we just mentioned, and collab with a lot of 207 hip-hop artists. I just want to know, how did you and Sarah initially link up? Because that was the first time I saw you, and I was like, oh, I like this person's voice. I believe the first time we linked up uh, musically, I think I'd played, so was, I played like, a, like an Aaron Carter show. Like I opened for Aaron Carter. When yeah, I this? said it. Yeah, I said it. I was when in a was band it? where I opened for Aaron Carter. That's it was pretty... in Nick Carter from the, from the, from, but, uh, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, no, no. Nick Carter was in the in his it's, it's little his brother was brother. was Aaron Carter who had like. Just saying this that, happened. That this Shaq is a real song. piece of history, everybody. What's that Shaq song? If I if I beat Shaq. Or yes. When I beat Shaq. I feel like there's parts of this uh, story I can't tell because. You know. Anyway, I don't hilarious. know. Hilarious. Damn. Okay. Um. All, um. Yeah, we're we're friends now, so that, that's friends time. Off the record. Yeah. Right. We won't talk about that. But yet. but I went out back and I was like, oh, Sarah, and I was just like, you know, bitched about my shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my friend Trent was there, and Sarah was there with somebody else, and we got along really well. And we started laughing about something, and then she was like, Hey, I hope you don't mind that I use like a piece of your poetry for a song of mine, and it was a. It was affection over possession. Wow. And I think it's what she uses. Um, affection over possession, no love that you could sell to me. Uh-huh. Uh, and she was just a great ly- lyricist and hilarious She snaps. Person. Sarah Violet is one and, of the hardest ever for me. And she lets me, the way that I write with Sarah, I don't know if she's ever said this to anybody, but she drives me to the ocean, the east end, and she'll just show me something. And then have me write to it right then. Like and then, music? Like, yeah. like she's, and, she's been working on? Like, and then, and I'll come up with it then. And then either, like, that day or later, like, that week, I would track it. Damn. Yeah, it was awesome. And this is the same time y'all, like, on stage and shit, 
right. There were songs that like we wrote within like five months. We were on one of my favorite stages with a thirty-piece so band performing it. I was like, what? That's so. Wild. I, think I was I like, hey, you remember that time? Was we it block, the, crazy block the Wind Fest? Did you guys do Block the Wind Fest? Oh, we might have, but uh, uh, we did. Uh, you did a lot. Sounds like. Well, we did Big Band Syndrome, and it was it's a thirty-piece band. Um, What's that like to have that many? instrumentalists behind you flexing amazing what's the what's the energy and they're all incredible it. players and people so it's like i already love yeah. i already love all of them but it's you know it's so many people involved it's a beautiful it's thing i'd have to i'd have to look up the exact number of people that play, played and on no the sweat. stage i don't want to be a poser or a liar no sweat at all but wonderful big band syndrome we we got to perform uh with christina contigian and a I lot love, of local I love heads christina. around christina's a beautiful person and they sound great and they all sound great it's a wonderful performance and i was like can you believe that we're doing this like we made it five months after we like wrote this stuff and i was That's singing cool. it in your cold attic <laughs> on the east end well sarah i i recorded vocals with sarah for the first time at her um at her home her childhood home in the, in the attic? attic, yeah. Whoa. That's like, yeah. We've heard Which about the thing attic. Which is the thing with Shane, I believe, in the attic. Yeah, Shane. I mean, Shane and Sarah and a, a couple other people, I believe, were in the attic. Have you, if you want to know more about that, please check out the Benny's Crib interview on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast platforms with Sarah Violet, where we talk about many a beautiful thing that she has done in her career thus far. Shout out to the hip-hop scene in general in the 207. Gives me a place. I run shit out here, allegedly, so I feel very blessed to be out here. And uh, thank you for kind of swerving into some hip-hop discussions, too, Renee. I really appreciate oh, that. Because always. I, w- I want to keep it on a more modernized sense yeah, now. Yeah, let's be real, always. Because you... Hondo percentile. Because in uh, the recent months, you've also hopped on a track with Homie to Benny's Crib and Rhyme Beat, 207-based, Portland-based, Monday of the Mines, in-house resident graphic melee. Uh, yeah, legend, royalty. He is a Benny script too. Stay on Mars came through for that one, so peep that too. You should have some channel, like, oh my god. Yeah, whoa. Let's get a TV channel. Let's figure that shit out. That's next. I I can watch graphic all day. Yeah. Like, per like personality, like. I mean the way he the, like the drive, the talent, the multi instrumentalist, the genius behind the it, the bass playing, sincerity. Is what I, was bring I really, like, I really cannot stress enough. How amazing graphic is how'd of you, a person. How'd your track come together? Um, I was like, I feel like it must have been me being like, hey, live your stuff and would love to write to anything. Um, and and got to write our tune all I need. I was just like, oh. It was like such, it was such medicine to my life. Mm. And he does, and he really scratches and he's just like. You really DJ. And oh, he produces, yeah. and he raps, and yeah. he's an instrumentalist. He'll play the bass line for a dope 80s hip-hop song, then he could sample that, then he could flip it. He can do anything. Clean it up I really don't think, it. he can't do it wrong by me. And him, uh, his lady, and his, his cats are all oh, the cats, an adorable, too. wonderful family. Yeah. I, lo- I was like, oh, in love. Shout out Graphic Heavy. They're wonderful. Yeah. D- uh, yeah, check we'll out go Graphic. Go peep the new song as well, featuring Renee. Uh, he's always doing cool stuff. Check out anything he's doing. Mm. Anytime. Mm. Well, speaking of someone who's always doing dope shit, someone who uh, produced a song for you, I believe, 
your latest single called These Isles. Yes. Motherfucking <clears throat> Bright Boy. Yeah. Um, talk on that single for the people, too, because we're um, a big fan of Bright Boy over here. Bright Boy, uh, Saeed is family to me since I was, like, 16 yeah, years old. Yeah, you mentioned old. a pretty cool first impression <laughs> off the camera. Can you mention that on yeah, camera? Yeah, um, me and Noah and Saeed, uh, Saeed's twin brother, um, Noah, we all met, uh, like being skateboarding street kids of Portland that were artists that were like nice to each other and like laughed about stuff and I thought they were fucking hilarious and beautiful <laughs> people and they were like singing Stevie Wonder to me one night and I was like oh. weren't you drinking 240s standing yeah, on the skateboard yeah I was drinking 40s and dragging a skateboard 100% um, <laughs> but they're wonderful people mm. and seeing them do music and, and play is amazing and when Say started doing Bright Boy, I was just like, this is awesome. This Bright is so tremendous. fucking awesome. Um, and was always like, hey, like, can I? Like, we should do this. And I was like, hey, we should do this. And yeah. I did it. These Isles is out now. Tremendous vibes. I'm not going to front. Like, it definitely feels like a modern song, but. It's got 90s vibes. I was even going to say, like, I almost get, like, late 80s into late 90s. 80s. Like, um, like Post Sheila E, like yeah, poppy. Yeah, love Sheila E. Oh my like, god, you bringing up Sheila E. Yeah, come on, yo. What is it? The glamorous life, and there's the club edit, yeah. which is the short version, but then there's the extended version, which is probably low key better. Just look up anything Sheila E. Shout look up Sheila Prince, E. Oh. Look up Sheila E. Uh, drum solos. You're welcome. Roach Dad and I just talked about Sheila E. Too, but oh. anyway, um, yeah, yeah I just got like, about Sheila e, I'm gonna start blushing. I got beautiful like '80s, face. '90s, uh, pop, like vocal pop music through the these aisles vibes but almost like a more modernized sound with bright boys uh almost like electronic production like i just love bright boys production because his vocals smack but tremendous um we'll go stream that folks at home new single from renee cool breath even though it says birth on my notes might be again um, living a lie my whole life is a lie um next question you work with a lot of artists. Lucky. In this scene. What are your Very thoughts beautiful. on the scene as like a whole in a sense from like a from a you know, who's out here standpoint? Um, you know, just what do you think of all these artists out here? Uh, I think that there's a lot to um there's a lot to absorb and admire. There's a lot of people that are hidden gems always in every scene. Always. Million percent. Um uh growing up I remember being like, Oh, that'd be really cool to be like a part of the music scene, like, you know, growing up with like mm. fans like Rustic and um, you know, the 90s alternative rock era being like, you know, the COY era where it was yeah. really like yeah. very present, uh, especially for myself uh, and growing up and being like, all right, so now it's completely different. It's a different ball game. There's like, you know, the cover bands. There's the, there's mm. like the elitist, the, the self-proclaimed elitist. There's like this weird like pool where I was just like, I don't know. I'm just like everyone's little sister they didn't ask for. I'm just like, hey, have you heard of this band? sick cool what's this what's that sound like that you're really good at that um but the the music scene is it's saturated with brilliance um mm. and a lot of brilliant artists uh you know i i want to get more of a spotlight mm. um hip-hop especially like there needs to be more uh, there needs to be more spotlight on the black communities that are heavy that's what we try and do with Benny's group too is make sure that you know, we put on artists, and it's not just like you know, predominantly white male artists either. Yeah, and we yeah we need more legends like you know, graphic and 
Yeah. You know, Sam and oh, people, yeah. like the legends, like... Getting their due, in Show my everybody the way. And I think one half the reason why we do this, too, is just to give people their flowers while they can smell them, in a sense. Like, make sure that people are still living, they understand the impact they have out here. And not even necessarily the impact, just... Hey, you've been putting out dope shit, kind of hustling, minding your business. I think you deserve a verbal pat in the back. I respect you. That's what we do here. That's kind of why you're here, to be honest. That same vein. I see you out here doing your thing, minding your business, working. I respect you. There's a verbal uh, appreciation. So that's that's me giving you your flowers, in a sense. Um, what kind of flowers would you give me? A mix of peonies, daylilies, and maybe a couple of, like white roses. Okay. That's just me throwing off top. It's, it's, a, okay. it's, it's a freestyle bouquet. Okay. I don't know. Probably, freestyle bouquet. It's a new thing. That's my new. Watch that, everybody. That's my new rap album named Freestyle Bouquet. That's pretty hard. I'm not going to front. Um, shout out this scene. It's given me a lot of life, and I don't want to say it saved me because I think the universe would have figured myself out or vice versa, but it gave me something I really wanted to be a part of, so I love this scene. Before we kind of wind down and get into some more... Final questions. Are you down for some rapid fire questions? What does that mean? Rapid fire means I ask you a question. <clears throat> it's gonna be kind of silly or off topic. Okay. Might pertain to music. Might pertain to just life or like animals, vacation spots, things be, like that. I'm gonna be honest. So go. Let's do it. Let's do this. Go. Favorite season. Autumn. If you could combine any two animals, which two animals would you combine? Ooh. Oh, what? Uh, wolf and fox. But those that have to exist. Those are pretty similar, but yeah, but, but I, I like want the them. Vibe. But I, I want both of their guys. <laughs> specific foxes too, because those things are cool. What's look up your foxes, guys? What specific fox? What was it? The Tibetan fox. Ooh. It has like a horizontal eye line, and it looks like a drawing of what somebody would think a fox looks like. Look it up, guys. Wait, you mean there's like there's no like nose in between? It's like it's very like look at oh yeah who's got a phone Horiz- right now? We all got phones. Yeah, we all got phones. Horizontal. My sweet friend, shout out to Micah Davis who told me that cell phones were wonder killers. <laughs> it's pretty. That's pretty. Thank hardcore. you so much. It's exactly how I feel. <laughs> I've only had that on a phone for like two years. What the fuck? Ever I have body? the answers to everything. I just, just searched insane. horizontal fox. Tibetan foxes is yeah, what it Tibetan, is. Yeah. We're going to look up Tibetan foxes right now. Whoa, these motherfuckers See? look like Thank you. drawings. Exactly. And this is a picture of a a woodchuck getting startled by one. Yeah. He's screaming at him. Look at that woodchuck. Having a great time. You see that woodchuck? <laughs> Y'all see that woodchuck at home? <laughs> hey, podcast people, we're on YouTube now, so if you don't see the woodchuck, you're missing out, Jack. Shout out foxes. What's an album that makes you feel good? Oh, my goodness. What? All of them. Uh... All the ones I love. I mean, for different reasons. I mean, sonically, I mean, our brains are tied into our, you know, our audio pickups or, you know, the sonic waves of what music affects us. Um, You just, just just throw one at me. One album. Oh, my goodness. One that makes me happy. Or just makes you feel good. Happiness. Anything oldies. BG's greatest hits. Sam Cooke. Anything Sam Cooke makes my heart feel like yeah. it's getting massaged. Beautiful voice. Was, like just always effortless. Cook. I'm a big Otis fan myself too. Yeah, any 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 soul, mm. any soul music. Patsy Cline, you know, so that that because like I mean, being understood can feel like happiness. 
when you mean like you, you play a song, just, you feel like it, it, can, it, it can gets you. It can be a sad you. song, but there's a there's a point where you have some sort of that's there's huge. a comfort there. No, that's huge. The hug of understanding, which pain feels good to me. Like yeah. sometimes, like I don't derive. It's a, it's a safe and it's a safe place to do it. Exactly, it's almost it's a safe like place a, to connect without feeling vulnerable, exposed, or in with danger. Th- that actual person is an artist. Yeah. That's a, that's a great great perspective. I definitely resonate with that. Lighter note, what's a dream vacation? Um, uh, I would have to have peace of mind, so that would mean I saved the world. Oh, damn. My hero complex. <laughs> damn, you can't go on vacation before you... No, I like to have fun. Okay. My whole life is... I'm very blessed, I feel. I feel that, yeah. Um, to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess it would have to be uh, feeling rested, mm. feeling like I'm helping people, mm. feeling like I'm somewhere beautiful, yeah. and where the weather is not uncomfortable. Okay. But that's mood dependent. It is mood dependent. You can't think of like any location, is it, or is vacation more of a mind state? I mean, I'm from vacation land. That's true. Even in December, though, like January, you want us to chill here? Someone's like, you go anywhere in the world. Where, where it's we... necessary. You build character. I like these the answers. suffering. You're controlling the variables we can't control. When you're walking to work, it's like Lord of the Rings. You're like fucking, yeah. you know. Life is suffering. Your face is, is pink. You, you see someone, you know, you, take you a think. a shower and your hair gets frozen. Yeah, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Character building moments. Moving. On to the next rapid fire question. Angle snow, wrist snow. If you don't know about it, we're gonna have a weird pocket of misunderstanding in our lives. Hey. Moving on. It's all nuance. Moving on. <laughs> Dream collaboration. Oh my god, what? Yeah. <laughs> If I dream collaboration, holy fuck. It's a tough one. Yeah. What? Come on. This is like... You don't have to pick like... Thought Olympics. Come on. The biggest one. It could be a dream collab. I have so many dream collabs for so many different genres. Mm. Um, I guess a patient and a multi-talented instrumentalist. Um... Across the board, I really can't answer that. I'd be like such a jerk. I like your the black nuance. and white answer. Cannot I cannot. I'm, answer. I appreciate it. I don't like being in a box. Well, there's just so many. There's just so many it's to infinite. pull from. I mean, it's all mood dependent for me. Like you know, it do do they give a fuck? Do I feel it? Does it translate through the music? Mm. Is everything sonically like balanced and well produced? Yeah, yeah. And you know all the nerdy aspects. I mean, it's Holy all God. there. Yeah. Sometimes I'll listen to a band or a song like over and over again because I'm like, oh, there's like sonically like there's this one instrument that they keep using mm. that I'm that I'm trying to understand or like I like the balance of it. <laughs> I could be like, I don't even like the singer. <laughs> Just the vibe it gives off in a sense. Yeah, all day. Tremendous. Favorite place you've performed? Probably State Theater. I love that. I can't uh, wait to go see a show there. Port City, RIP. <sighs> big, big blow to the scene. Yeah, that, that did, one makes that me been really taken sad. Out. I do have hope, though. I've heard that um, it's going to be, what, Barcadia? Yeah, Arcadia. And yeah. that they're going to keep the stage. Fingers crossed. 
I mean, they're cool, so it's like I'm not bummed out for that. Yeah, I'm happy I'm to not, see I'm just sad about And I'm glad it's like a local business going in there, like like, like a Portland spot moving up. Exactly. It's not like some fucking Walgreens totally. or something. Cool. Um, speaking of local spots, what's one of your go-to Portland food spots? Food spots? Ruskies. Oh, that's probably one of my favorite bars in the whole city. Yeah. yeah. If I'm drinking on the West End, I'm probably going to uh, Ruskies. I miss you, Josh, by the way. Um, yeah, I shout out Ruskies heavy. I was just there a couple of weeks ago. It was tremendous. It was actually the first bar I think I went to post, like, all this shit. No, oh, actually, first bar I wanted to go to, I should say. I had to go to some function once, and there was, like, too many people. I was, like, anxious as fuck. But now I'm vaccinated. Life is good. What Mask is... free to do what I please. It's me blowing imaginary some, money. Some Jimi Hendrix. Stone free. Oh. Check it out. I didn't get the reference. Everybody should revisit no, their it. love for Jimi Hendrix. Always. Jimi Hendrix is one of the most... So it's one of those artists that's so... It's like... Ahead of his time. Influenced so much. A lot of copycats after him. Sometimes Trying you just Jimmy. remember that you love them. And it's like... You don't it's, revisit them It's like them an enough. old lover you forgot about. Oh, I love Jimi Hendrix. What is a... Something that you wished people cared more about? Uh, empathy. Mm. Um, uh, actually doing the work. Um, mm. Yeah, like I guess like authenticity. Respect, respect. Um, I wish people give more fucks about black lives. Yeah, like, yeah, like trans lives beyond just like you know retweeting or like posting something like yeah. actually implicating small changes into your lifestyle yeah. that become gradually bigger changes that can help communities and take away money from the top-down white supremacy capitalistic systems that we are all contributing to every single day. Most of the times, some people aren't even aware of it, and once you become educated of it, if you still continue to do we it, we all have a learning to do. Yeah, we got a lot, yo. That's a. I'm not gonna let the rosé. I, I like there, the whole thing is like. That was a crazy time for me because I was like, wow, you know, like when Trump got elected, it was like finding out your neighbor's racist, only it's millions of people. Yeah, Because to me, I was like, so much of like the beautiful parts of my life were the fact that I was like so cultured with the people around me. I went to River and Ele Elementary School and I, I was so blessed yeah, with so yeah. many cultures. And I was like, how could someone see that as being like, a wh I was like, what? How can like, people well, be so fucking This is so, <laughs> so obviously beautiful and different. Like, what's going on? I, I just felt, that. that's a, and yeah, I just, it was, it was crazy. And that was where I realized, I was like, that's white privilege. That's you not knowing that that's how bad it actually yeah, is and yeah. how woven it is to everything. We can choose when, like, we're aware of that. But for people who aren't white, that, these things Horrible. affect them every single moment, every single day. Yeah. Whatever, dismantle. It's time. It's been time. Never should have happened. Anyway. Love. Love. <laughs> Who's an artist you're excited to hear new music from? Um, all my local friends that are releasing music right now. Mm. Um, I guess anybody that I've always admired. Um, mm. uh, you know, anybody funk, anybody punk, anybody rock, um, anybody who gives a fuck, really. Um, Tremendous. And I know I'm being ambiguous, but... Maybe I mean to Tremendous. because when I said all those words, everybody heard a band that they associated with those words and put that psychic energy out there. Your favorite bands right now. Tremendous. Support your favorite bands, yo. Support your homies. Always. There's so much of it. You ready for the last question? Oh, God. Rapid fire, at least. <laughs> Describe your style 
in one word. Authentic. You survived the rapid fire, Renee. Because cool I mean birth. it. I have to find a way to mean it. If it. Even if it's something that feels vapid or something that, like, uh, you know, I have to, you know, vicariously move my empathy to, mm. like, you know, a chess move of mm. understanding someone else's experience. Mm. Uh, I, also, I always have to mean it. Always. Respect. I always have to mean it. I respect that heavy. Because we all mean it, too. And if I'm going to be put in that position, like... If I'm lucky enough to, to be heard or be recorded or put on anything, like, that's that's a platform. You want to make sure it counts. Yeah. I respect that. It's a pressure. It's a good pressure, it's though. It's a good one, yeah. I view it as, like, an edge sometimes that's, like, facing me. And Need then sometimes in my head. I flip it and I jump <laughs> on the edge and I'm, like, grinding it. And then that's what brings me to forward. All right, well, I said you survived the rapid fire. I'm a little tipsy, I'm not going to lie. We got, we got yeah, a I think we both are. I uh, showed up a little bit that way, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we both got a little uh, tipsy because this is the uh, motherfucking reunion episode of Benny Script. We're back, and how how could you not celebrate? Maybe we shouldn't even put that, though, because I'd want to put a trigger warning because I do have sober friends. That's true. So we'll figure out a way to navigate that. Yeah, we can figure these things out. I love say, my sober friends. You guys cool. I will say, like, I could just do like a disclaimer in the beginning of the podcast and be like, to any sober friends listening, there are talks of intoxication during this podcast. Please be advised. Love you. And then I could start. We could do something like that, or we could. Yeah, anything that makes people feel more safe is fine as well. I think that's big, especially being someone who has a lot of privilege. I want to make sure that I'm not ignorant to the fact that a lot of people don't feel safe in spaces that I might feel safe in. And I want to make sure that I can then use, not like I have some fucking hero it's complex, but just, just to help out, like I can use some of that privilege to make it a little bit easier on other people. Not so I feel like I get a fucking ribbon or some like award at a volunteer ceremony, just so any environment I'm in, I'm not creating toxic vibes. But we'll get to that later. Fuck a trophy. Fuck a, fuck a trophy. Mixtape out now. Fuck a trophy. 2020 was hard as hell, but were Horrible. there any positive things that grounded you or like, you know, silver linings that you could think of? My survivor's guilt of being like, you know, in an isolated kind of mentality, uh, focused on my survival in a world that where, where I couldn't do something that I loved. I felt really disarmed. I think a lot of people felt disarmed mm. during this entire thing. Mm. Um, and that was really word. difficult because I, I truly care about so many people at once that it is overwhelming. Um, empath, you said that earlier, right? Yeah, but I don't like to claim to be an empath. That's like one of those weird you. things where some a lot of people that do that, I'm like, you're like kind of not that I sensitive. You. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a big I'm like, heart. I feel like I don't know. I, that's someone else's job to tell me if I'm an empath, <laughs> but I know I physically have a reaction to the humans around me. Understood, understood. Uh, whether or not they're physically around me. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are on my heart. Um but yeah, I guess that was really rough. And knowing that a lot of people were in a survival mode that they weren't yeah. ready for, um, may, I did get a, a bit of survivor's guilt. And then I had a whole bunch of horrible shit happen. But I'm so fucking grateful. I had access to healthcare. I had access to people that love me that mm. were there for me. I had access to music. I had access to being creative. Um, I had a roof over my head. You know, straight up. There's, you Get know, you a bunch of blankets. Yeah, the, you know, yeah. there's... I always feel thankful. I, mean, I know it's silly, but, like, whenever I have blankets, I'm like, 
the fact that I got a roof, a roof over my head and I can wrap myself up in blankets, I'm luckier than like so many people, yo. I gotta remember my blessings. Yeah, there's 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 a lot. So I there, appreciate I, that. I, I I relearned how to be grateful. Whenever if anybody uh, has a hard time, you can rewire your brain to being more grateful. If you have a die or dice and you roll them and you uh you name that many things that you're grateful for in your life. Make it a practice. On the hardest days especially. It's like a it's like a almost keep like a, a die in your pocket for those dire situations. Uh, yeah. I mean I call it uh like, you know I feel like I'm I just wanna die. Oh I could just die. Oh there's a few of the labels that I have That's... for it. But you know You could brand that but it's the, the wink that, that, of the too pure to brand. Dude. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I think uh but dude, I, it's a good grounding technique too. Yeah, I'm big on grounding techniques. I think that's a huge way to yeah, I, I guarantee s- I stabilize two, trauma. <laughs> I have a die over here, but it's more like a drinking die. It's like different. You parts. can change that though. Yeah, right. I could just get a regular die. I might have one on me. Stay tuned. Oh, stay tuned. Shout out grounding techniques. Well, Renee, we're nearing the end here. I appreciate all of your stories and insights and perceptions. A good amount I've been relating to. And you know what you should that. say? The end was so near that they all didn't know what to do. The end was so near that they all didn't know what to do. Because it's the beginning of, uh, it's the first line of my album that I have coming out. Killer name, and it was Sugar? The, and, it was, and it was the line that I came up with in, what is it, like typing class or whatever, when you start learning how to... Uh, keyboarding? It was like in, in computer classes, like there's a name for it, it's like lab or something. Maybe it's vegan. <laughs> computer lab but they make you use all your fingers and that was my sentence that I came up with that I had to type every day say it again what was, what was it again? the, the end, end was near. so near that they all didn't know what to do the end was so near that's a great first line a lot of ominous mysterious vibes well I know what to do because it's Benny's crib I'm just going to keep asking questions and stop do recording yeah. but I like that a lot that's a perfect <laughs> segue because I was going to say hey Renee Coolbreath is there anything... Hey, I'm Renee Coolbreath with Cool Breath Mints. We're here to tell you that we have the best... All right, I'm just being, I'm just being silly. But you definitely have something there. We could do like a, a breath thing. But anyway, we have an album coming out, <laughs> solo album, a killer named Sugar. Yes. And these mints are sugar-free, so you don't have to worry about your dentist. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't you sell it. I'm trying to sell it. Damn it, capitalism. You're in my head too much. Um, do you want to say anything about A Killer Named Sugar? I think it's seasoned with some of your favorite musicians and producers, and it's set to release this summer. Uh, yeah, I mean, from Evan Haynes, uh, Daryl Collins, um, Chris Rogers, um, I've got Andrew Mead, you know, John Wyman, and going to be doing some gateway mastering, which is huge, big deal, awesome. Gateway, is that Bob? Oh, who is Adam Ian. Who's that? Who's that guy that's fucking... Has like Grammy. Bob Ludwig. Yeah, he's 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 in Portland, right? Mm-hmm. You got Grammys and shit. I'm not tripping, right? Yeah. Well, they all do. They're all really wonderful and they're really great people. Yeah. Very kind humans. Well, beautiful. I'm excited to hear that album. Yeah, I'm super pumped. You should be pumped. And um, like I said, um, oh, and and cool. Caleb Sweet. I have Caleb Sweet on there. Um, Sweet. I have Jonathan Truman on drums on some tracks. Like I'm just like. These are all like people that I like. This is my starstruck. Yeah. This is like I don't get starstruck over celebrities. And it's like, your album too. Well, yeah. These are. You must be pumped, yo. Yeah, I love them. I love all That's of them. Beautiful. And see many burns. 
like wonderful producer. They did um just an album with Brzezowski, I believe. Yeah, Vinyl Cape. Yeah. A lot of that stuff, like incredible artists. Mm. Um, yeah, Odd Couples on there. Who you've collabed with previously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tremendous. Well, I'm excited. Stay tuned for a killer named Sugar. Make sure that you also go stream These Isles featuring Bright Boy. Shout out Bright Boy, shout out Alter G. Make sure you go stream All I Need, the Graphic Melee track featuring Renee Kubrith. Shout out Graphic Melee. I'm not going to keep saying this, but I am. Most of the artists I've been mentioning, like a lot of these people have Benny Scrib episodes, so please tap into their stories and give them the time of day because they deserve it. And uh, before I ask my final question, is there like any like socials or just contact information you want to reach in case people want to throw some business your way? Or? Uh, ReneeCorbeth.com is my website. Uh, you can find me on social medias, all platforms, uh, all uh, streaming platforms, music-wise. It's all over the board. I'm kind of one of those people, dartboard person. Tremendous. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> Same. I feel very, very blessed just to be here in this moment, to be honest. Oh, sick. Strawberry moon life. Strawberry moon. Just every moment, really, is a blessing, in my opinion. Because the probability of being alive and the probability of being alive now and the probability of being alive when hip-hop was made, the probability of being alive when Takis was made, when cereal was made. There's not a lot of percentage in human history we have that. And then there's like things like, you know, like modern living and, uh, you know, modern science, like sanitation and vaccines and shit. I guess that stuff's cool, too. I'm more into, like, my hot oh, Cheetos. Oh, science. And and organic cereals and oat milk but regardless i'm gonna ask the final question i'm gonna or the final question that i ask everybody renee everyone at home everyone watching i hope you've had a good time it's been great it's been a great i'm having a great time tristan you had a good time tonight i'm sorry no don't ever tristan's having fun i think (laughs) um and uh it's great to be back and uh we're gonna keep going i'm not gonna get too sentimental because i can cut myself off pretty well Cause I've been sipping some rosé, but it's just, it's been a fucking hard 15 months for everybody, yo. And uh, be gentle with these transitions back into what you perceive as normalcy, because no, that normalcy you perceive is in a different state there's of time. N- there's no wrong way to handle a pandemic. Yeah, like we have to be easy on I ourselves. I that's so weird. There's no <laughs> wrong way to handle a pandemic. Use that one. Take six. <laughs> I was like, because I was like Pell thinking about pandemic. other things. Well, my mouth was still closed and I was having a cotton mouth moment, but I was also like Speaking having other feelings, heart. having other feelings, adrenaline. Having other feelings. The latest short story by Renee Kubrith, sponsored by Cool Breath Mints. Dun, dun, dun. Renee, last question. Thank you for sharing your story. It's been a fun <laughs> evening wholeheartedly. It's a question I ask everybody. I ask the same first one and the same last one. Where will Renee Kubrith be one year from now? Um, well, in a higher state of the current self. Yes. Keep it authentic, keep it moving, keep it driving, keep it sweet. Yes. Keep it meaningful. That train. Gorgeous. Thank you. I love that. Thank well, you. this has been a spiritual transcendent conversation of music <laughs> and life intertwined into a beautiful <laughs> soliloquy of experiences that we've had, that we're currently going through, and that we have yet to have. I feel very good ending this interview now. 
Thank you so much at home. Shout out Yardy Ting. Come on. Aki and Saltfish. Festivals. Everyone knows patties and jerk chicken and mac and cheese, rice and peas. We get it. But it's more than that. It's about getting the chicken stew. It's about getting the oxtail. It's about getting the coconut curry. It's about being there when the food is good. I love you, Shanna. I love you, Yardy Ting. And this podcast is sponsored by Yardy Ting. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Renee Cool. Brith. A killer named Sugar on the way. These aisles out now. Stay authentic, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Shout out Renee Kubrick for coming through Benny's crib. These Isles is the song featuring motherfucking Bright Boy out now. A killer named Sugar on the way. I don't know what it is. Get your ass moving and get to Yardington. Because this podcast is sponsored by Yardington. I love you. I'll see you next week. Take care of yourself. Peace.